There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Custard TV podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, interviews, previews, and reviews. And this is us in podcast form. Uh, I'm Luke, editor and runner of the website, the aforementioned custardtv.com, joined by Londoner Gary. Uh, what's up? And token northerner Matt. Hey, up. I had some disturbing news in the week. I've just oh, got to go to Twitter. This could change the entire podcast for today, at least. Basically, research today, or or when this tweet was sent out by Jack FM in Oxfordshire mm-hmm. on March the 10th, research suggests the name Gary is heading for extinction. I'm, I'm afraid I've already <laughs> read this. Uh, I'm already aware. Um, I'm probably in the next few weeks going to be launching the call your kid Gary hashtag uh, okay. so that, uh, well, I, I thought I thought you were going to say there that I will next week going to try and impregnate someone and then call my son Gary. <laughs> well no no but so, cool, someone, someone else said that to me someone said if I call yeah. my own son Gary that's not good Gary Jr let's be honest I think the hashtag thing is more achievable so, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just influencing and cajoling people to call their kid Gary. Well, now let me help because I thought for this uh, one episode, this one episode alone, I would refer to you both as Gary. No, okay, that's no just going to get yeah. confusing. <laughs> yes, yeah, just particularly for... for Matt, who's not used to be yeah. called Gary. To be fair, <laughs> unless you continue this through the rest of your life, it's not going to change that news item. No, I know, but it's it's like the first comic relief. <laughs> it's like the, the, the very first comic the relief. Yeah, if we start it, then it'll probably just continue. Uh, Gary's going to walk us through the news. Then Gary will go west. Then we'll have the reviews of Gary. And finally, the previews <laughs> with Gary. And Gary. So, yes. And Gary. And Gary sings at the end as well. <laughs> so, I'm there we go. So, I'm Gary. <laughs> Can I just say, the three Garys they've used to illustrate this article on The Independent, have you seen who it is? Gary Oldman, Gary, Gary Lineker, Lineker, and Gary Glitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no wonder the name's dying out. Luke, Gary, and Matt. Talking telly. On the Custard TV Podcast.
Uh, news reviews and previews. Gary, why don't you walk us through the news? Right, yes, okay. Um, firstly... The... I didn't specify which Gary that yeah, was. I, was took it on. I just decided to take the bat <laughs> and run with it. I don't care. He's going to do it all. I, my name. I know, isn't he just? Right, Gary, no, walk that's us fine. through I'm the news. Do it. Oh, you said Gary, so I'm going to do it all. Uh, <laughs> Race Point, which was the American failure remake of Broadchurch, uh, is going to air next month on ITV Encore. We did know that it was going to air, but it's been announced that it's going to be next month. Oh. Podcast favourite Nicola Walker is to start in a new ITV crime drama called Unforgotten. This is a six-part what? drama. Uh, ri- Unforgotten. Unforgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about God. the humour with you two. Well is said, it Gary. bad that there were Thank three God. Garys now? And this was actually called originally, because I listened to the podcast where we spoke about it, uh, and this was called... Uh, the Forgotten. So it's gone oh. from going about people who have been forgotten to people who actually haven't been forgotten. I mean, Chris Lang, he's known for his two parters, isn't he? As we said, like Undeniable and The Reckoning and Mother's Son and a things like son. that. Um, and this is a six-parter, so it'll be interesting to see what he does with yeah. it, really. Cause... Good point, step-up. Gary. Good point. Thank oh. you, Gary. Uh, thank I've, you. Never... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually uh... said that before, you realise. <laughs> the BBC have announced a new comedy called The Kennedys. No, it's not a remake of anything to do with the American Kennedys. It's set in the oh. 70s, which we know <laughs> Luke loves... Pro- sorry, Gary loves programs that are set in the past. Uh, it stars Emma, Kemed- Enneke- Emma Kennedy. Emma Kennedy. Uh, and is loosely based... <laughs> shut up, Gary. Uh, and is loosely based... <laughs> you don't know whether I'm telling myself to shut up or you. Uh, the show is loosely based on her memoirs and also stars the IT crowd's Catherine Parkinson. Uh, more comedy news is that Peter Kay is to start as Danny Baker's dad in Cradle to Grave, uh, which is loosely, again, based on Danny Baker's life and, uh, mem- and uh, well, it's not memoirs, it's the autobiography that this he's written. BBC Two, isn't it? And this is... Um, That's right. Our mate Jeff Pope, I believe, is... Uh co-writing this. Is he really our mate or have we just sat a couple of feet away from him at certain events? I've been in his presence three times, that's enough. Move on. Okay, Gary, calm down. You're almost in in his uh, will or something, you know. (laughs) Uh, uh, And BBC Two, the the second channel, as my grandmother would have called it, uh, has announced that it will be returning the third series of The Fall. Luke has kind of put forward this idea and I think you've you've posted some stuff on the website on the uh, the www.thecustardtv.com about whether there's a need for this or whether they're just cashing in now that Jamie Dornan is a big American star and that uh, Gillian Anderson is, is quite well, still very well known, whether this is just a cash-in. Well, I'll let Gary in the North do it first because... OK, fine. Uh, well, I, know my well Gary, Gary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gary wrote a very interesting article on the website, as Gary said. <laughs> <laughs> That, um... If Gary has to edit out Gary's laughing, it's not going to be much of a podcast, is it? <laughs> that, for example, when they brought back Broadchurch for the second series, it was a bit of a damp squib. We know Gary didn't like it and wrote several things. <laughs> like. no, that's um, right. Gary was very fond of it. Did you watch the second series of The Fall? Because I know you watched the first series, didn't you, Gary? I watched the first episode. I think mm. I remember watching that, but it didn't. Didn't they say that yes. he profiled that he went after a certain type of woman and then he was mm. changing his profile? Yeah, his second series was almost like a continuation of the first. I think that Alan Cubitt, the writer, could easily have wrapped it up in the first series. Um, in the first series. In the first series. Well, yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I believe. In I the second, so and then in the second series, it just seemed like stringing it out, so we get that conclusion. And then at the end of series two, it was like open ended. So I'll make Ben Stevenson, who said, um, yeah. who again we've only sat a couple. Yeah, of Yeah, well. Not uh, actually spoken to. You've sat on his lap. Don't get above you? your station, Gary. You've sat on his lap, haven't you, Gary? Well, yeah, but that was just an awkward moment of the screening. Um, he said <laughs> something like, oh, Alan Cubitt always, you know, conceived it in a three-part. <sighs> I hate to hear this. Yeah, and it's like what Chris Chibnall said a couple of weeks ago, you know, about, you know, this has always been a glimmer. These are such horse yeah. poppycock. Yeah. That um, yes. why can't you just say it did really well in the ratings? I left it open ended yeah. just in case they wanted to do a third series yeah. so they could make more money. I'd much more respect them for that. I'd much yeah. more respect anybody who said it did really well. We want to explore it further. What was the program a few years ago that didn't get a third series that was about making television news? The hour. The hour. That was crying yeah. out for and left on a cliffhanger. Why didn't that get a third series and yet it this didn't does? Go. Yeah, because it didn't get the ratings, that's why. Like, it television has never been so much about the ratings as America has. It's, become, well, it's had, becoming yeah, it. Yeah, it's become that way. Last year we had two really good series of Utopia and of In the Flesh. They've both mm. soon you know, been cancelled. And you've got another, a third Broadchurch, a third The Fall, mm. second Happy Valley... Yeah. And one you missed yeah. out in your article as well, Gary. The second Go on. the missing. Go on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not nuts. I know TV always recommissions the hits. I'm not mad, but I do think what's happening now, and what's what's a, a current trend since probably Broadchurch was such a hit, uh, is the fact that um, they're commissioning series which are diluting mm. the original ideas. Are you worried that they won't be... Look, I mean, you still hold the first series of Broadchurch broad in high regard, but do you not, believe... Well, not so much anymore. Well, no, but do, but do you believe that if they keep doing this, they'll weaken the original product? product? Abs- absolutely. Yeah, well, there should have been perhaps mm. one series of 24, because it was, you know, a 24-hour no, that... period. That's not a good example, but I definitely think Heroes... There should have been is... one prison break, you know, yeah, yeah. if no, they're going to escape I, from I, prison. I, although the second series of Prison Break was good, it was nowhere near as good as the first. I, I mean, American TV has, you know, been a lot more about ratings because yeah. they're all commercial networks, whereas, you know, you've got the BBC licence funded. But I think this sort of past th- three or four years, you know, everyone yeah. now can look at what the ratings are on you know on twitter yeah. instantly everyone yeah. knows how well series are doing and you know if there's yeah. positive feedback from reviewers and you yeah. know the audience are liking it why not make more and i think you know as luke said in his article you know stories are suffering as a result of this whereas stories that needed to continue as gary said with the hour and i think you know in the flesh and utopia their second series mm. both ended op- properly open ended both dennis kelly and dominic mitchell you know had ideas of where they wanted to take it next whereas i don't think you know chris chibnall had yeah. that with broadchurch sally wainwright said to you <clears> didn't she that she's going to she struggle to write a second happy valley she didn't plan on a no, second series no, and she's nervous no. about it and the the one thing i used to always say about uk tv I mean, it's evident in things like The Office and things like that. Is we've we 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 were up until quite recently quite good at saying that's the story we've done it. Let's move on to whatever the next big hit is. Whereas now 
we're so desperate, like America, to hold on to the mm. hits that yeah. the other shows aren't getting chance to rise up. It's no. a shame. The Fall is the exception. Most of these shows that we've mentioned before are BBC One and ITV shows. I think it's harder for you know BBC Three show like in the, especially now what's happening to BBC Three like in the flesh or a Channel Four <laughs> program like Utopia, which is aired at like ten mm. in the evening, where you know it gets under a million viewers because of where it is and it was on in the summer and things like that and there are all these contributing factors to it you know promotion yeah. counts for a lot and i suppose it, it, it saves people the bother of promoting mm. a series new because you've got this in yeah. audience haven't I, you I, yeah i i think the other thing is is that we need to consider the worldwide audience i mean you know things like the musketeers have been sold worldwide I think The Fall, because it's a cost promotion with RTE, is also done well on BBC America. I think those sort of things make a big deal. You know, as the BBC does have to consider a profit being some more of a profit making organisation than a than a than a than a you know a UK yeah. broadcaster, they are going to recommission things that make them money yeah. worldwide. <laughs> What we'll do, as much as I enjoy everybody being called Gary, what we should do is celebrate our original Gary and adopt the names we were adopted with. Uh, so we're going to let the initial and original podcast Gary go west. The original and still the best. News about renewals and returns. Uh, the popular <clears throat> spy-based programme, Person of Interest, Season 3 returns to Channel 5 on the 23rd of March at 10pm. I've been looking forward to this. I've recently watched uh, Season 2, uh, so I'm very keen to carry on and watch Season 3. Uh, they're doing a very good job of growing the cast without diluting the original story. Uh, so that, Ooh, that's quite bring good. It back to what we were talking about. Classic Gary. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, E4, <laughs> which shows two broke girls, will be very happy because that's been renewed for season five by CBS. Also returning is Mum, which shows on ITV2 over here. A show that we I previewed a couple of weeks ago and actually reviewed, which was 12 Monkeys. Uh, breaking news that that's been uh, renewed for season two by Sci-Fi. Uh, I haven't it, watched the second episode yet, but I've got uh, plenty. I was just going to say, are they going to introduce a 13th monkey and just change everything? <laughs> well, I, I, I have no idea. Um, the, the, fin section. the final series will be a barrel full of monkeys, won't it? There yeah. won't be any... And then they'll be, be no able to write Shakespeare, yeah? Not with, yeah. What, with typewriters, but with iPads to keep well, it I was going to say, we need to update that joke, really, don't we? So, yeah. all that, right. Now, onto a review section. We previewed this last week. It's um, the new comedy series written by Tina Fey that was originally sold to NBC, but they didn't take it up. And it ended up being released on Netflix last week. It's called Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Now, before I move Let's on, I just sing need to the theme tune. Unbreakable, damn it, it's a miracle. Unbreakable, How much of this have you seen? I've seen one and a half episodes. I have <laughs> seen nine of the twelve. I've seen oh. up to the birthday party. Now, just talking about this, this is a comedy show. Um, <coughs> or a sitcom. <laughs> the, main, the main premise is that Kimmy Schmidt, 
uh, is uh, part of was part of a cult where the cult leader, uh, played brilliantly by John Hamm from uh, uh, Mad Men, uh, convinces them that the apocalypse is going on, so he locks them in an underground bunker. And basically, the story is is that she is released after fifteen years in captivity of a of a cult, and instead of going back to her home with all the rest of her after a trip to the NBC studios to be interviewed, she stays in New York, needs to find a home, needs to find a job, ends up uh, getting a job. Uh, with Jane Krakowski's uh, character, who's a uh, a wealthy mother or a wealthy wife, she's. Okay. Uh, I think is her I job is technically. A her job is technically as nanny, but I don't think she actually does yeah. anything really nannying. And she ends up uh, sharing a hmm, interesting place to live uh, with a gay, uh, failed uh, Broadway star called Titus. Um, although, what's his name in the show? Titus. Titus. It is Titus. But he refers to himself as a lot of other things. <laughs> Did you genuinely not know that? He other things, though, doesn't he? Obviously, we won't give away too many spoilers, seeing as Matt has only just started this. But, Luke, your kind of overall impression of this and why you've watched nine episodes. Um, well, firstly, I've watched nine episodes because it's an easy watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly because when you're on Netflix, it's easy. You know, you haven't got to... It's not like the old days where you've got to put a tape in and rewind it to where you were or whatever. You can just literally watch it. But it did strike me, sort of halfway through the nine that I'm watching, that um, it's good, it's really watchable. I really like uh, Ellie Kemper as Kimmy Schmidt. But it's it's not as groundbreaking as perhaps people are saying on Twitter and perhaps I was thinking initially. Because my favourite things about it are the fact that she's in a cult and the bunker and things, but they don't get mentioned that often. And well, then there's Jane you've, not Gukowski. Watched, you've not watched the whole series, so... No, I ha- to be fair, no, I haven't. I've seen nine of the twelve. Jane Kukowski is playing a version of a character she played on 30 Rock that I also wasn't a massive fan of. Um, right. And I think what Matt's going to say is, I don't want to step over his point, but the fact that when Ellie Kemper as Kimmy isn't on screen, it is less engaging. And I would agree with well, that, that to an my extent point. Well, let's, as well. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> hear what Matt thinks then. Yes, go on. What, okay. Is that, is yeah, that, that your be a point? surprise? What do you think, Matt? Enjoyable yeah. and easy to watch, as you said. Uh, I think Ellie Kemper is really, really good. I don't think... It's, she's one of those people that it's really hard yeah. not to like not her. Not to like. I, I, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think they made enough of the other mole women, really. I know you see them in flashbacks throughout... Um, I like yeah, the joke about the Spanish, visit, the but... Spanish woman, for example. I thought that was quite a good... Happy maids. Happy maids. Um, <laughs> I, and I think someone you ha- need review have brought up is uh, Carol Kane as the landlady, who I, mm. who I think is quite good as yeah. well. You know, like, sort of, you, you know, she does the one or two lines every episode and she's very... Yeah. She's an amusing sort of side character. But, yeah. I mean, I watched some of the second episode and it just seemed a bit like the stuff with... Titus and the costumes and the stuff with you know, yeah. grounding the stepdaughter. It's an interesting premise. It's got a likable lead, but not everything that Tina Fey does works as well as I think she probably think, thought mm. it would. I do like the fact that they play off the fact that she, that Kimmy's not aware of big popular culture yeah. Trends yeah. and things like that. Which they is they nice do a good twist. job of of putting her back in like ninety early sort of nineteen eighties references or late nineteen eighties references, don't they? The films that she's not aware of, the yeah. the words she uses. Personally, the, the, I, the... I think I think this was really good, and I think this is one of Netflix's first real 
first real hits as far as their own make. I know that there's a lot of things that they've done now, um, but th- for them, this is their first properly from commission show. I mean, Arrested Development was already on television and, and Breaking Bad was already in America. Uh, so I think this is the first thing that I would say that, that they've really done. It's a little bit subjective, and if you don't like it, it's tough to break through. But personally, mm. I, I think, you know, I, I, I can't say too much because obviously things do happen in the later episodes but i think some of the queries and the questions and the things that you've mentioned could get dealt with um and i think one of one of the good things is that they do keep the focus on her because you're right she is the main character she's the likable character and when she isn't around it does feel very much like oh okay you know what's going on with with you know kimmy schmidt we should be always coming back to her um, but yeah. no, I really, really liked it, and and I just binged on it on Sunday. I just watched all Did, twelve. Do you think, in a way, it's they sort of shoot themselves in the foot because if people love this, which they did, they do love it. There's a lot of praise for it on Twitter and a lot of, you know, talk yeah. about it. And most people, it started. It's not even even been online a week. It started last Friday. Most people, like yourself, have seen all twelve. And now they've got to wait however long, a year, for the second um, series. I don't particularly mind. I, enjoy, I, enjoyed the, I enjoyed the series. If I want to, I could always go back and watch it if I wanted to. And I don't mind. that. I mean, it was my choice to binge. It, no one made me. You know, I suppose that you're comparing it to Net, Netflix, other thing, Better Call Saul, where they're releasing an episode a week. And that's fine. Mm. I feel like with a drama, I can wait a week. With a comedy, I don't think it really matters. Uh, Community Series 6, which is online only in America on Yahoo, is coming to Sony TV on the 18th of March at 5 past 10. And The Big Bang Theory, which just keeps going up and up in the ratings, uh, returns the second part of Season 8, returns on E4 on the 19th of March at 8.30. And if you are interested, there's another new drama starting on Netflix. Bloodline Series 1 is going to open on the 20th of March. I think you're going to get all the episodes it's a family-based yeah. drama. So there you are. Yeah. I can now come back east and allow someone else to do the reviews because my voice needs a rest. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Can I just say quickly, and you can cut this if you want, I was watching EastEnders last night. I don't know if you saw it, Luke. Yeah. Yes, just. Yeah. And there was that bit where Kat was going to send that letter, first class. And Shabnam yeah. told her, oh, it'll get there tomorrow. And I was shouting at the TV screen. Yeah. I <laughs> hate used, it when they put she real She used life. to work in a post office as well. And her dad's a postman. <laughs> yeah. But don't delivery. you just hate it when you have to have a busman's holiday yeah. when you're watching television? I know. Yeah, exactly. When you're watching these things. Anyway, Pole Dark. BBC One's new uh, big Sunday night drama following on from uh, The Casual Vacancy. This is um, a adaptation a new adaptation of i believe it's winston graham's uh, novels that were originally yes. adapted adapted in the 1970s it was a sort of popular show at the time uh, i believe the the guy who played paul dart that time round is cameoing in this series aiden turner who who famously in uh, being human uh, and he uh, uh playing ross paul dog now i think a, a lead character, a lead hero called Ross, was a uh, a thing in and of itself that sort of it, it's a different me, age, I suppose. But, of course, so, yeah, if it Ross, was in the eighties, he'd have been called Bross Poldark. But has he got a know. sister called Rachel Poldark? 
moving on. <laughs> yeah. He is a, uh, a sort of a rapscallion who is sent to the art. Oh, we don't get to use that word oh, often enough. Oh, that's a good word. He's, <laughs> he's sent to the army, uh, you know, he chews it over prison, he's a bit of a gambler, a bit of a ladies' man, and he survives a sort of ambush during the American Civil War, comes back to Cornwall and finds out that things aren't what they used to be, his dad's died, his sort of family's land is in disrepute, the love of his life is marrying his cousin, and all these, you know, and he, the, there's nothing for him there. But he still stays there, and and you get the impression that he's going to have a, li- a bit of a relationship with this like um, tearaway girl who is employed as his kitchen maid. I don't know, Gary, what you made of it. Let's just hear your thoughts. I, I've got vague memories of the show in the seventies. More probably, the United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives for newly appointed agents. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From repeats, all my parents talking about it. And sure. it looks... It looks, <laughs> it looks stunning. I mean, obviously, there was more they've, done a great job. Then. they've made a good job of making it look uh, very, you know, very plush and very, very sort of movie-like. But I have to say, just the plotline didn't didn't sort of fit with me. I mean, we talk about Banished, which roughly the same sort of era. Yeah, that storyline ripped me from the beginning. In Pole Dark, mm. I just didn't really care that well, much. I... There was no well, real interest. Say, in the first ten minutes, I was I really didn't like it. I was, um, you know, characters was explaining the plot to each other. I enjoyed the complexities of the characters. I think Poldark's an interesting character because you know, he says at one point that the army helped him grow up, um, mm. and there's this, but there's still like you can still flashes of his sort of old roguish self where there's a scene where he almost lets his cousin drown in a mine because this is the cousin that's marrying the woman that he loves. Warren Clark, who's very good, obviously, this is Warren Clark's last uh, role on screen. He he plays Poldock's uncle, and he's he's very much, you know, oh, I like you, but you haven't got a place here anymore, and he tries to buy him off. And I, just, I think I, I am quite sort of conflicted about whether, you know, I'm going to continue with this because there were some things about it I liked, obviously... There's, a, you know, the scenery and everything. As I said, almost beats Broadchurch's record for people having conversations on cliffs while the sea laps beneath them. Um, but, the, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a good sort of solid Sunday night costume drama. And, and I think mm-hmm. at least I might give it another go. Just um, and, I, and while we're I don't us, think this is aimed at us. I think this is aimed at women and people who have a memory of the old series. Are you saying it's for women or people? No, is no, no. I'm saying, saying that, and, and, and also old... they've done the kind of he's the kind of swashbuckling hero, returning hero, or Rab Scallion, as some would say. You no, know, it's almost and there's a lot of there's a lot of women 
and in bodices. You know, it's got a very kind of yeah. Jane Austen feel to it. Uh, they missed a trick. If he'd have been called Gary Poldark, we wouldn't well, be having right. this problem. While we're on sort of BBC One Sunday night, I'm just going to quickly mention Call the Midwife. I think this series has definitely been its strongest yet. I mean, I think it's helped that Miranda Hart's been absent for most of it, that Jessica Rain's moved on. Heidi, well, Thomas, the, Heidi Thomas, the writer, hasn't been um, shackled by trying having to adapt the memoirs of uh, Jennifer Worth. And they've touched on a lot of important issues. You know, they've highlighted how tough it was for people in the 1960s. There was a story about, like, uh, a man who had homosexual feelings getting arrested in a, you know, like a toilet cubicle. There was something about, like, babies born with George diabetes Michael, and what and what they did. Uh, a really interesting sort of recurring storyline, and the reason I wanted to bring this up was one of the um, mid- midwives in it, uh, Patsy, played by the brilliantly named Emerald Fennel, um, is, uh, was a, basically it transpired that she was a lesbian, and, and there was this long thing where you found out that her she had a relationship with this girl called Delia, who was also a nurse. Uh, and basically in this last episode... Delia gets hit by a car and and develops amnesia and forgets about Patsy and that's how it ends. But there was a big thing about um I don't know if you saw this about why like lesbian relationships on TV can't be you know why can't there be a happy lesbian couple because obviously this came very quickly after last tango in Halifax where Caroline was left on her own after Kate got hit by a car and and there were people saying you know wouldn't it be more interesting if in Call the Midwife you saw how hard it was for them to be, uh, you know, a, a happy mm. lesbian couple living in the 1960s. And I don't know, just generally, if you agree with that, you know, the sentiment about lesbian couples not being allowed to be happy on TV. I don't know if you've got anything. It's Well, it's, it seems to be a trend. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, we... What I was going to say is I think in terms of Call the Midwife, I think they did, they've done it like this because there's the possibility of bringing her back later on because they haven't killed her off. We've held it off long enough, so uh, I, I know this is something Luke really wants to talk about. Uh, yeah. Hostages. Uh, this is the Israeli drama, which some of you may have seen the American remake that aired. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember now. On Channel it was 4. last year. Last year, and, God, and starred um, Tony Collette in the lead role. Um, this is the Israeli original. It's airing on BBC Four on Saturday nights yeah. in the sort of Nordic noir spot. This is about um, a doctor who uh, is going to be operating on the president and her family. Prime and their, Minister. Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Sorry. The States Minister. The States Minister. Minister. <laughs> her family who have all got various secrets and the fact that they get held hostage Oddly, yeah. as that's the title of the thing. Because yes. uh, Luke asked me and Gary both to watch this. And it's just a good thing that Gary watched this after Virgin came to lay his cable. Because I think he yes. would have a thing about yes. letting anyone in to fit his cable. Oh, yes. And they'd the kill his so dog. Long. They'd kill his dog. I don't have a dog anymore. I think, Luke, if you want to start us off with this, because you've yeah, watched the whole series. Occasionally I'll get emails saying, we've got a from PR companies saying we've got a copy of this if we send it to you will you review it will you promote the release and sometimes I'll only respond to them if I'm interested I don't know why I responded to the hostages one and said yes I will they tell you they'd release your family if you did 
Oh yeah, or oh, some of my family would be at risk. Um, so I I agreed to it and I said yeah. And then they arrived literally the next day, and they sort of sat on my desk, and I wasn't that keen to no, watch you them. Weren't. And the release date was getting closer, and the guy from the PR company was like, "When are you going to get this written? We need to pre-read it, and we need to give you all the images and stuff, which people do." Uh, and so I had an afternoon to myself on Tuesday or Monday. And decided, look, I, I hate hang, things hanging over me. Sat down, watched the first episode, watched the second episode, and then watched them all. I was absolutely amazed by how gripped I was, especially by the end of episode three or four. It's hard to tell when you watch things in the line yeah. where things are. But it was very, very, very good. And it has that thing that I really like that we don't get a lot of. Uh, we had it in The Missing recently, we had it in Happy Valley, where the whole series is, is one story. I love that. We mm. don't get enough of that in this country. Uh, yeah. And it all takes place over, I think, probably 48 or 72 hours at the most uh, of this family literally being held hostage, trying to escape, trying to keep their secrets hidden, trying to keep the uh, their uh, captors yeah. happy. I'll pick up you on know, that uh, because I think... The family had almost too many secrets between, you know, mm. the daughter who's pregnant, the dad who, yeah. you know, they've gone bankrupt, they're going to lose the house, and, and the son who's, yeah, but... the son who's basically hacking into an exam so he can get, you know, mm-hmm. get, get his leg over, yeah, basically. Yeah, um, but I think what, what it does so brilliantly, and I know neither of you are at the stage yet, but I think those things that you mentioned may be a mm. little contrived. Yeah. Uh, but what's good about it is they don't forget them and they use them and progress with them further on. The whole thing. The... Uh, and even even the ending, mm. which it ends this Saturday on BBC4. If you can catch up on iPlayer, I would advise you to if you like really tense. You've got, drama, about, but... you've got about ten days before episode one yeah. comes off iPlayer. So. Even the ending was a, was a real surprise. There's some proper twists and turns that I don't want to mm. spoil for you that you've not got to yet. And it was just a really easy, really enjoyable, really tense, shocking, you know, couple I'll of hours. I'll give you the perspective it. of someone who watched three or four episodes of the American version. The American version didn't. felt rushed. It felt like they were trying to do like a 24, like a remake. Mm. It was supposed to be more action-based. Uh, yeah, Terry Collette was very good and believable as the Doctor. Almost. And Tony uh, wasn't so bad either. <laughs> what? Yeah. Tony, 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 Tony Collette. Collette. Tony Collette. Well, and her mate Terry uh, was very good as well. Uh, The the thing about the American episode is, and I've only watched one of the Israeli one, and I do plan to watch more because it does look good, uh, is that this one feels much better paced. I believe that the American one, my memory of it, was that they pretty much got through most of the plot in the first episode. And I remember watching a preview of it thinking, this looks like a great show, but where's it going to go after episode one? All the yeah. shocks are in episode one. I so... watched episode one of the American one just to compare when I watched the yeah, few yeah. of the Israeli, and it was like, oh, you're operating on the president, are you? That'll be good. Oh, do you think we'll be at risk at any point? Do you think there'll be any danger? Yeah, there was all this music and... yeah. I think, yeah, I, I mean... Fair, fair point. I think, Luke, you, you probably enjoyed it more than I did. I think but yeah. obviously, I, I haven't got as far as you. Maybe if I'd watched the entire series already, I would I would be at the point you're at. I think, to me, there was some stuff that sort of harkened back to the early days of 24, like, 
you know, there's this person who turns up and suddenly, like, they're a mole and they're working for the hostage takers and stuff like that. What I'm intrigued mm. by is the actual reason behind the hostage taking. They've, uh, you know, they alluded... You'll, be, they you'll are, be pleased. They, are, they alluded to it in um, episode three, the link between the the main guy who's taking them mm-hmm. hostage and the, the younger guy who's got a bit of a thing for mm-hmm. the daughter, um, who, yeah. who you love, don't you, the daughter? Oh my! I'll be brutally honest. She was the main reason <laughs> initially oh, that yeah. I kept watching. I was did like, you I know, want to see more Luke, of her. Did you know she's an underwear model? Yes, I've seen the picture. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that was the first thing I checked? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, originally I did. I did think she was gorgeous, yeah, and I is. wanted to see more of her. And, and what and did then, you initially? And then I, I thought she was gorgeous. Then I thought she was all right by the end. <laughs> Well, yeah, but but by the end, she's been crying a lot. Bloody you know, <laughs> mascara, everyone, and everything. <laughs> There's a line where she's they're looking for her, right? And one of the hostage takers says, "You know, I can smell her scent," or something worse to that effect. And initially, you think, "Well, that's because she's, you know, she's got this perfume on, or she's got a very unique smell." And then you think. Well, actually, she's been wearing the same clothes for three days, sweating yeah. a lot, and there's, there's no and panicking that and crying. Smells. The whole area probably whiffs a little bit. Well, but by, yeah, it is. By Ep 3, they've all changed apart from the son who's still wearing that geeky T-shirt. All the rest of them. And, you know, I can give you another quick spoiler as well. He changes into different clothes, but doesn't change his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Your interest in uh, this show is worrying me. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly okay. underwear-based. Gary, do you want to just quickly mention Uncle? Quickly. Very quickly mention Uncle, because last night's episode that aired on BBC Threats, it was Tuesday night's episode, I watched it last night, was particularly good. It guest starred Keith Allen as Nick Helms's, who plays the uncle, his own uncle. Uh, and it featured a, a lot of things that a very dark episode and it did not have the usual happy ending. The best episode of Uncle I've seen so far and I've loved every episode. I was online during it last night, looking at pictures on of somebody on uh, Google, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was a load of people tweeting Lily Allen as if you know she would pass on the information they were saying about her dad. It was just really odd. I was like, did you really think that Lily Allen's just gonna go home and tell Keith how brilliant people think he is an uncle? Social media can well, be odd should, sometimes. But, she, must I mean, been, that's she must have been bombarded with messages because it was just every... I'd forgotten I followed Lily Allen until that popped up. It was really odd. Okay, and um, yeah. we'll end with um, something we've all seen, which is the new uh, quote-unquote sitcom uh, from Paul Whitehouse, uh, starring Esther Coles in the lead role as a... Uh, how would you refer to her, Gary? Is it? A... She's a community psychiatric nurse. This is this is Do my area know. because I know a lot of yeah. these people. Oh, basically, <laughs> basically, people people who are not unwell enough to be in hospital but do require medication and being checked up on. That's her job. She's basically checking up on people, getting to know them, uh, and and making sure they're okay. Uh, you know, care in the community. The US, I suppose. Yeah. The USP on this one was that uh, Paul Whitehouse. Well, he features in almost every sort of scene as a character, whether where it be a patient. Mm-hmm. Or like someone who knows yeah. a patient. Obviously, we've seen White House um, play, you know, lots of multiple characters before. Fast Show, for example. As I said on Twitter, it's probably the best Aviva advert that I've seen yet. What I would say though, and and I think the reviewer on on the website did a, 
who who um, did a very good sort of summation of it was that you know it was almost all pathos. There wasn't a lot of actual mm. humour in it. You know the thing with pathos um... is you have to you have to add it in to the comedy and the comedy that was there. It was very basic you know the stuff with simon day for example who was his old prison i hated mate. all that i hated the stuff all that. with like i think um, there was co- there was comedy was... in the fact that he put he was obviously playing more than one character but you're right that's they were comedy. that's not comedy no, but, but you know this, where he was the old comedy. man with the, in which know, case the old... gary you'd find the keith lemon sketch show hilarious we all know that's not true one of my favorite scenes and he, again it wasn't Particularly funny, but it was the one without white. It was the one with the Rosie Cal- Rosie who I thought was absolutely yeah. great in it. I, I think I, yeah. I liked Esther Coles in it. I think she was believable as this sort of you know harassed woman who's you know in a sort of low paid job where she has to deal with these extreme characters. But I just don't think the the sort of thing of the multiple characters worked with the story. It was almost it didn't gel together. You know, it's almost sort of. No. Two different concepts. You've got this. I mean, in t- at times, it to me almost felt a bit like Marion and Jeff. You know, you've got these sort of characters. But I it didn't, was going to say it tried it to was play it like... for, Yeah, but it, at, at the same time, it tried to play it for big laughs occasionally, and I don't think that worked. Mm. They didn't get this balance right. Well, like, I say, I, I spoke to a co- I spoke to a colleague of mine who's a yeah. CPN, and she said, "Yeah, okay, they're, they're, they've gone for quite extreme cases. You know, the hyperactive guy." You know, the old musician, the woman with lots of cats, you know, the the kind of classic what you think. But she said, yeah, that's what it is. You end up going to speak to one person and you end up spending most of your time having to get rid of all the others so that you can speak to the but one person. Do, do and you that, know what, that Gary, though? With, that happened with two of the characters. I'd rather happily watch the documentary on the same thing rather than a mm. comedy on the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not a big Paul Whitehouse fan. I, you know, the Viva adverts are about as much as I can take of him. Uh, and it's unusual because all the critics I follow on Twitter who I normally agree with, uh, you know, we always tend to like the same things, but they all love this, and I'm not sure why. I didn't... No. I wasn't expecting to laugh out loud because I think it's not important that you laugh out loud uh it wasn't shows, again but... i'm going to go back to what we've said a lot of times before i i didn't find it engaging and i was sort of you know no, drifting no, that was what i was going to say i didn't connect to any of I, it i was drifting towards the you know looking things up on the computer i, I mm. it, it took all of my energy to just focus yeah. on this one thing i nearly without, went back yeah. to me google image there yeah. but um <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it, it it was uh, by the time I think the final scenes were the hardest to get through because it, it felt like the, a long half hour, and it didn't gel for me. Like you said, I didn't connect to anyone. Rosie Cavallero's bit was again my favourite bit, but it, she was only in it for such a short amount of time. Mm. Um, and we're getting four of these, so I think if I don't watch it, I'm not. You know, not like missing a whole no. series. I think I think I will probably watch the next one. Take Me Out's finished on TV now for this year. Don't worry, they've got another crappy game show for you to watch on Saturday. <laughs> 8.20 sees Philip Schofield joined by a hypnotist uh, for a brand new game show where all five strangers, sorry, where five strangers team up together to win 25 grand. Uh, they're just competing in simple challenges, but hey, there's a twist. They are... Hypnotised. 
Like, well, the hilarity, not in does, the series. It does you... seem, as as we said with um, Get Your Act Together, it does seem like they've let Alan Partridge loose oh, on the light God. entertainment well, uh, Can I take it that Paul, even Paul McKenna thought this was beyond it? Because, <laughs> I mean, name another famous hypnotist. I think ITV and Sky are competing for worst game show of the week. Yeah. Because on Go Sunday on at 7pm, we've got this um, weird thing called Wild Things, which is... I believe it's couples, one of whom is dressed in like a mascot costume, like an animal, and the other has to guide them around like an obstacle course. It's hosted. Mm. You know, you've got uh, Jason Byrne, the comedian, who who was in one of our favourites of, was it last year, Father Figure or the year before? Father Figure. And and obviously, because this is sort of an animal-based format you have to have kate humble there just to do a bit of sort of spring watching on there the only thing that might save this is if they know how daft of a premise it is which Mm. they must Mm. so they might have a bit of fun at his expense whereas you're back in the room they seem to be indulging Mm. themselves in what they think is hilarious on monday night at 10 p.m raised by wolves that was uh, a pilot that was shown last year by channel four uh is uh, coming back for a six episodes uh, written by Caitlin and Caroline Moran and again loosely based on their childhood uh, mm-hmm. did any of you watch the pilot I don't remember watching it no I did see the pilot and I wasn't that impressed but I think they've ironed out a lot of what I might not have been impressed with and given it a, a full okay. six series the trailer is online at the website now if you want to have a look uh, nine o'clock on BBC one on Tuesday uh, it's the start of a brand new six-part drama series about the workings of a um, Car sale, what are they called? I can't think what they're called. Showroom. Car, car sales. Showroom. Car showroom. Thank you. I, the word was there. Uh, yeah. It follows the lives of the employers and the employees. It's got an impressive cast. Uh, Mackenzie Crook, who we loved last year in The Detectorist, is in this. It's also being billed as Michelle Keegan's first role since Corey, mainly because it's Michelle Keegan's first role since Corey. If you don't However, count I've... being Mark thingies. Wife. Yeah, that is that's quite a role. That's a in big itself. role. I have I have seen um, episode one of this. My initial thoughts are that it has a tiny bit of promise, but I think they've started with what? perhaps the weakest mm. storyline. I don't think it spoils anything to tell you that comedian Jason Manford is late for work, so tells everyone his wife has died. Uh, and so you have to. They have to. He has I to often do when out. I'm late for the podcast. So he's well, yeah, oh, yeah. I've mourned How your the parents mis- several times. <laughs> Dead. Um, <laughs> oh, right, fair enough. Still, still, you're early today. Uh, yeah, but I think I think the problem still. with it is they've started. They've got direct. You know, these good, great cast: Max Beasley and uh, Mackenzie. Cook, but now. they've started. Joe, well, yeah. Uh, but they've started with the weakest story, in my opinion, so we'll see where it goes. OK, I'll just run through Wednesday quickly. There's a couple of things. Brian Cox and Daro Brian are back at Jodrell Bank for Stargazing Live. There's a new series of three in a bed, not four in a bed, on Channel 4. And yeah. uh, at nine, originally going to be called Inside KFC, now called The Billion Dollar Chicken Shop. This is a sort of look like they did with Iceland, BBC One going behind the doors at uh, KFC. What we would love uh, from you, the podcast listener tonight, or whenever you're listening, it doesn't have to be tonight, you can do it at your convenience, is a like on our Facebook page, it would mean a lot, facebook.com forward slash the custard TV, Uh, you can follow all of us on Twitter, and just to clear up any confusion, we're not all called Gary, Uh, I'm at Luke Custard TV, I'm Matt's TV Bites. And uh, I'm using the hashtag name your kids, Gary. I'm the Ga- at the Gary show. 
it's a cool name still. I mean, you carry it off with, with a certain swagger, I think, Gary. Well, indeed, the swagger jagger, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> that was nice to have, we don't have enough sheer Lloyd references on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm, we should bring it back. There's a reason. Next week, maybe I'll do a Sher Lloyd song. Oh, please. Not even Cher Lloyd does Cher Lloyd I mean, songs I mean, anymore. My inviting my memory of Swagger Jagger is it was number one during the riots, <laughs> so it was to blame for yeah, the riots. That so. was the cause of the riots. I think anyone could agree with that. Uh, you can download this podcast uh, from thecustardtv.com. You can subscribe on iTunes and get it delivered to the MP3 player of your choosing. Uh, and uh, we'll be back, hopefully, in a week's time to talk more telly. Uh, to keep you company while we do that, though, Gary is going to sing you out. Well, this is a TV theme tune. We don't often do TV theme tunes on this uh, podcast. We normally do contemporary numbers or or opera, uh, and uh, or, or you know, it's musical or whatever numbers. you did last week. I'm it, still not sure. It, or whatever that was called last week. Yeah. This week we decided to go, or I've decided to go with. There's no one else involved in this process. The other two don't get involved. Uh, is um is the TV theme tune that may be dominating your brain if you uh, listen to the show and. I've been watching one of the programmes, so uh, <coughs> Mr. In the North, if you could count me in. Five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> unbreakable, they're alive, damn it. It's a miracle, unbreakable, they're alive, damn it. Females are strong as hell. They're alive, damn it, it's a miracle, unbreakable, they're alive, damn it. That's going to be, uh, you know, a uh, fascinating transition. Damn it. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.